And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Why do Wednesdays stink so much? Um, Because you're like maximum distance time-wise from both weekends. Like it's been the maximum amount of time from the last weekend up until the moment when now the next weekend is also as far away as the one previous. And that can be problematic. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. That is an excellent answer. On our psyche. That is an excellent, excellent answer. And you're absolutely right. Um, I also hate that, you know, my job schedules bi-monthly meetings on Wednesdays. Don't they know it's podcast day? No, they, you should you should tell them. I should. I'll write them a, 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 a strongly worded note oh, man. on your behalf. Remember when you used to get like notes to get out of stuff? You'd be like, my mom wrote this and says, I don't have to do X. Dear Ms. Principal, I am writing to excuse um, Mr. Matthews from the bi-monthly, weekly meeting thing. He's, he's not going to be there. He's got more important things to do than your job stuff. Yeah. 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 I got to record yeah. a podcast. Sincerely, Professor Dr. Man. Oh, man. Double doctor. Oh, that's true. Double doctor. So what's new with you? How are you, sir? I'm good. When are midterms? Not till next month, I assume. I don't know. They have their third exam on Friday, so. Do you have midterms or do you just give them biweekly exams through the semester? I'm essentially giving them biweekly exams this semester, yeah. Is that something you have to do or are you choosing to do that? I'm choosing to do that because you like making your life more difficult or yes, I do. I like, I love making my life more difficult. That- no. Um, the real reason why is because in some courses, especially some courses that are considered by students to be extremely difficult. It is my estimation that the difficulty comes from the sheer amount of material that students are expected to learn. Hmm. Further. I think that, Students do themselves a disservice, and this is something I have told students semester after semester after semester for countless years at this point, and that is do not wait until the evening before the exam to study for the exam. You will not be able to learn it all. You simply will not be able to. And so by basically giving them an exam every week and a half to two weeks, I am making it impossible for them to rest on their laurels to such an extent as they would with only, say, four of your typically sized midterm exams. The other benefit is less material on each exam means there's less to study before each assessment. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought this up because this is a topic that, that we could and, and perhaps should discuss. Um, we have talked ad nauseum about the fact that I did college. I'm nauseous. I did college probably incorrectly. 
Well, I didn't we all. I didn't go to class. Yes, but then again, you continued to go and you got your graduate degrees ad nauseum. Um, Against my better judgment. (laughs) So I I think what I want to know is if Doc Manson were teaching a course on study skills, what are the things that he would include? I know that the majority of our besties, you know, college and probably additional schooling is in the rearview mirror, but one never knows. Um, How would you recommend that people study? You, as Because you said, don't try to cram the night before. It's not going to work. What's the Doc Manson uh, recommendations? Um, my recommendations can be summed up in two basic strategies, um, which are active learning and spaced repetition. So basically everything I will suggest falls underneath one of those two categories. Okay. Um, if you are, say, taking a class... And that's the context to which I am most familiar. But I imagine some of this would be adaptable to something you were trying to learn outside of a class. Um, Get yourself a textbook. And, you know, if you've got a lecture lined up where you're going to go and hear about a certain topic, read the textbook before you go to lecture. Uh, You don't have to read it for comprehension necessarily, but just read it. Get it so it's in your brain. And you are not seeing and or hearing words for the first time when they are said aloud to you Hmm. during said lecture. Um, You may or may not benefit from taking some notes at this time as well. I also recommend handwriting your notes and not typing them out. Um, Plenty of evidence shows handwriting is better for recalling information than is typing. Agreed. Um, Next, when you go to this lecture, pay attention. Take notes. Take minimal notes, though. Pay more attention to what's being said than you are paying attention to what's going into your into your notes. If you need to follow up those notes to make them stronger, you can always go back to the textbook. Or perhaps you have a recording of the lecture or something else that you can go back to. Write down your notes, and when you're done listening to the lecture, rewrite your notes. Write them into a more orderly fashion, because the stuff that you wrote during the lecture might be kind of all over the place. It's not necessarily ordered. It's not as neat as you want it to be. Rewrite it. And when you're rewriting it, start to put your information into um, orderly things. I, the, thing I, the thing I really recommend doing is what's called the Cornell note-taking method. You, you take a piece of paper, you split it basically in half. On the left-hand side, you rewrite your notes, your statements of fact that you picked up from your lecture or textbook. If there's anything that, you don't, that doesn't make sense to you from what you're rewriting, go back to the textbook, fix it now in the notes. On the right-hand side, start writing questions. Start writing questions that the notes on the left-hand side of the page answer. Um, and essentially what you're doing is creating miniature flashcards and basically within your notes. You can just fold the piece of paper over and you can read the questions to yourself and a quick glance over to the other side of the piece of paper will tell you whether you're right or not, right? And so what I've done to, for so far is I've had you read it, I had you listen to it, I had you rewrite it, and I had you start to write these questions, right? So you've already had spaced repetition on this three times just through the note-taking methods. You, you've done those probably all probably the day before you did your reading, then you did your lecture the day of, you're rewriting your notes later that day, right? And now that you've rewritten your notes and you've got these questions, this is where the active learning part comes in. You're actively thinking about how you would ask a question that would 
allow you to answer with the notes that you've taken, right? So you're thinking about the material in a different way than simple rote memorization. You're thinking about how could I phrase this as a question? That is active learning. That is rephrasing you know, material, putting it into the form of a question. And then you can test yourself once you've made that as a resource, right? And when you test yourself, that's again, you're going back to that. That's more spaced repetition. Go back and review your notes, review the questions, make sure you can answer the questions and do it over and over again. Then, if you want to get fancy about it, um, either ask, quiz other people with your questions or, or simply find ways to teach what you think you understand to someone else. And they will ask you questions when you are not explaining something well. And then you will be able to go back to the drawing board. Okay. First things first. All of that from an educational perspective makes a ton of sense. I firmly endorse everything that Doc Manson just said. I had never heard about the Cornell method of note-taking. Um, <clears throat> second of all, did you do any of that as an undergrad? Undergraduate? No, not at all. Graduate? And I started doing some of this stuff as a graduate student. Um, I've certainly refined it over time to include more of the proper vocabulary and to actually sort of make this into a repeatable system, you know, based on ideas that other people have had, as opposed to just things that I did in a sort of disorganized way. But I can recognize that the things that I was doing that actually ultimately helped me through grad school um, very much have their basis in these other sort of learning theories. I don't think it will work for everybody, but I think if most people put in the time and they really do go back to the material over and over again, and you try to be more involved in it than just rote memorization, I think these methods will pretty much work for anybody to some extent or another. Well, and I think that even if you did half of what you just suggested, that's way more preparation than most people I think are going to do. Yeah. No. I don't have... This. You go to med school or something like that, mm. do exactly what I just said. You want to be a doctor, do it exactly that way. And you don't have to do it by hand, necessarily. There's some great pieces of software out there now. One of them is called Notion. Notion is this incredible sort of piece of software. It's very flexible. It lets you sort of just drag and drop things around, and you can make databases that link to other things. And for the Cornell note-taking method, it's very simple. Like, you don't have to get into all that advanced functionality. Like, you can simply write notes, right? And then one of the functionalities of Notion is you can have these drop-down arrows, right, which expand the text underneath it or get rid of it. So the way you can set it up is you can write a question, and underneath that in the drop-down menu, you can write the answers, mm -hmm. right? And so all you have to do is collapse the menu to read your questions at a glance, and you can, just, you can just expand that to very quickly check your answer. And if you want to get real fancy about it, what you should do is you should write yourself a series of these questions for each topic, right? And then you should quiz yourself on each topic, say, let's say once a week or something. Take note of how many questions you get right or wrong. And then when you re-quiz yourself on that same information the following week, again, keep track of exactly what you're getting right or wrong. So it tells you over time 
are you forgetting things? Are you getting better? It helps you direct your studying to things that you have to more actively try to remember. Because really, human memory sucks. And once you learn something, you are going to forget it. Um, And so being able to keep track of the things that are exiting your brain can be very helpful. Yeah. I definitely endorse the handwriting over typing. And granted, when we were in school 20-ish years ago, um, you know, my laptop was still pretty gosh darn big. Um, Yeah. But still, uh, it was, you know, that was not practical. I find handwriting definitely keeps things in my brain more than trying to type things out, which is why I have so many notebooks filled with inane wrestling tournaments, because... It's just easier. And I find more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the nice things to do these days, um, because if you want to be all electronic about stuff, digital, right, there are are plenty of great methods for for handwriting digitally now. I mean, an iPad and a stylus is the basic amount that you need. True. If you want to have all your notes in the cloud somewhere. Yeah. Um, And so even the most basic iPad for $300 plus an Apple Pencil for another 90 bucks, it will get you there. I mean, that's way cheaper than pretty much any laptop. And it gets you access to pretty much everything you need to be a student. So, Well, I applaud you not only for your great uh, mini TED Talk on social skills, uh, but also on the, the idea of multiple exams. I do think it's a good idea. You know, trying to condense six to eight weeks worth of material into a midterm um, is ridiculous. And especially for courses like these, I think. Yeah. Um, And I can say, you know, at this point they've had to, and basically the material on those first two is more or less what they would have taken. And of the first of five exams that is normally given in this course. Um, And I'd say the average has gone up by about 10 points across the board. So it's because they're cheating. Something's working. Because they're cheating. Could be. But that's on them. They're all cheating with their cheaty ways. Yeah. But anyway. They won't pass the MCAT, though, if they are cheaters. So that's on them. Uh, Yeah. Today was a rough day. You know, I'm, we're starting, we're recording a little later than uh, usual. And, uh, you know, these Wednesday meetings, I had a couple of rough kids who were, you know, just had some difficulty. Um, when you use the bathroom yes. and you're in there for a while, you're getting your uh-huh. thinking time in. Okay. Do you occasionally get bored and begin beating on the walls like they're drums? I can confidently say I've never done that. Well, then you are better off than the two kids I had to deal with today. Who You're the beatboxer. You the one you're the one beating on walls. I'm or? not beating on any walls. Did they learn this from you? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> Parents who do drugs have children who do drugs. Um no, but I wasn't even actually had, you know, another teacher came in and was just like, so just so you know. These two boys are each sort of drumming on the walls of the stalls while they're in the bathroom. And so I went and kind of stood in the doorway and I could see one of the kids 
you know, kids are quite flexible. So he's sitting on the toilet and able to bend over and kind of peek out from under the stall to see whose legs were in the doorway. And, you know, he stopped banging. The other person kept going because he was oblivious. And I was just like, you know, hey, Tito Puente, get out of here. What's going on? Yeah. No, they were a little crazy. Then we had our bi-monthly meetings and have to take. What's wrong with the kids um, drumming? Is that distracting? Like, was it heard from outside the bathroom? Yeah, you could hear it from multiple other classrooms. That's the issue. If they had been doing some, you know, light steel drumming, wouldn't have been an issue. But when you're pounding on the stall walls, uh, you know. We got to take a step. That makes sense. Because, of course, in my school, the bathroom doors are propped open so that kids can be monitored for behavior. So those, you know, the doors aren't closed. The stall doors are closed. But, yeah. yeah. I remember that happening in elementary school. I feel like we were in fourth grade. And I remember finding it a little intimidating that, you know, people, anybody who walked by could look in and see what you were doing in there. Yeah, that's just me. So yeah, yeah, I appreciate the besties. I got a couple of words of support for some people because you know today was a day that I kind of wanted to run screaming uh, from the building, but I I made it through. Made it through October. We get our you know Indigenous Peoples Day break. That will be nice, and you know then we're in the we're in the holidays. Do you, do you judge people who continue to call it Columbus Day? Uh, if they call it Columbus Day, no. Um, I heard of a teacher who was, you know, already kind of pre-teaching some Columbus Day things. And I get it. These are elementary school children. You're not going to talk about the massacre of the Taino Indians and all of the other things that, you know, I remember learning about in like sophomore year history class reading Howard Zinn for the first time. Um, but... You know, he, it's just not something we talk about. We talk about the people who were here before people who looked like us got here. Um, but, uh, you know, it might be a little judgment there. A little bit. Not a lot. A little bit. But I, right. I can understand if it's just habit for you and you were raised thinking it was Columbus Day. And, you know, I remember in elementary school, you know, some of us, now granted this was Mayflower type stuff, but some of us were pilgrims and some of us were, you know, Wampanoags and we were trading things. We turned our jungle gym into a May, you know, like the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria type thing. And although it would have been the Mayflower, Nina and Pinta, that was Columbus. But, you know. Yeah. The things that we were able yeah. to learn, it, it, I find it interesting you know, again, that was now 30 years ago. Um, what will be the things 30 years from now that we'll look back at and go, I can't believe we taught that. Plenty, I'm sure. I can't believe we taught well, any number of things, especially given the events of the last little bit. Do you know anyone in the path of the hurricane? Hurricane Ian? Ian, Ian? Ian? hand, I do not. How much money would they need to pay you to be one of the people that goes and stands in 140 mile an hour winds? And it's like hanging on to street signs for dear life so you don't get blown away. All all the money? Yeah. I was watching something before we got on here. I was watching some uh, Reddit postings of, you know, uh, 
my wife's grandfather has a house in Northport, which is like pretty much eye of the store, like dead center. He's not there. He's up in, you know, the great North woods where he spends his summers. And when uh, she asked him if he was worried, he was like, nah, I just hope they take the roof off the house. I need a new one anyways. And I was like, that's the attitude you want to have. Yeah, I guess so. Come on, hurricane, do me a favor. But, uh, what else? What else is new in the life? We talked about exams. We've talked about work for both of us. What's what's new in your leisure life? If we're not promoting positivity right now, but you know, any wrestling news of interest, any pop culture news of interest? Are you desperately excited to see Hugh Jackman don the claws once again to play yeah. Wolverine? Hugh Jackman has always been a fine Wolverine in every film he's been in, even if the films themselves weren't great. True. He has been a high point, high point of those films. Very true. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I like Logan a lot, so I'll watch another one. Well, that's my question. And I saw that people were asking this on, like, is this old man Logan? Are we doing alternate timelines? How are we going to explain the fact that he, you know, spoilers, um, he didn't seem to be doing so well at the end of Logan? Well, the end of, uh, didn't Logan take place in the future though? Like, there's yeah. If they said it present day, like there's no. That's true. I would like, imagine conflict. he's not old man Logan. I would imagine he's you know, slightly old. Like it, it's in between whatever yeah. the last movie would be continuity wise and Logan. So, and I mean, you can always claim that Logan was not MCU. So, like, it's a fine standalone film on its own, but it's not part of the continuity of Deadpool. Three, true, which is also now going to be MCU, whereas Deadpool one and two were not. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I don't know. Want yellow cowl? Why? Because that's such an I. I don't know. I find that to be an iconic costume, and they allude to it a couple of times in the franchise. He doesn't need to wear it all the time, but I'd like just one him to be okay. suited up like the a Wolverine banana. from the nineties X Men. So I can sit there and go. What if Hugh Jackman comes out in a bright yellow banana hammock and then they just start playing the 90s X-Men music behind? Because remember, it's Deadpool. So they're going to have meta stuff. So sure. he just comes out in the banana hammock, yeah. claws popped, yep. and the 90s music is playing behind him. If he, will, you, will you fanboy out? Is he serious or is he like doing the can can like a rocket? Because I got to tell you, if he's dancing, I'm going to fanboy out. I don't know. I, 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 I could see it being serious. I could see him going all John Wick on somebody um, in a banana hammock. Absolutely. Like I think Borat? that's the exact sort of thing that would like happen Borat? in a Deadpool movie. Yeah. Ah. Uh, if he, exactly comes, if, if he comes out of the water. Like, who is that? Ursula Andress? Do I have to remind you that Deadpool was pegged in one of the earlier films? Is that on Women's Appreciation Day or whatever that was? I, I don't remember, but all I'm saying is these. this is the film franchise that it's going to go places. I'm also pretty sure anyone's going he to had go a places. ring pop in there at one point, too. Might be. When he proposed, he was... He is, yeah. All of a sudden, a ring pop appeared, and she was like, where were you keeping that? And there was really only one option. Uh, I, you know, I think it's fun. Um, I do wonder if they're looking at it and going, hey, phase four, kind of not great. 
It's it's almost like um, after Infinity War, they decided to stop planning anything. I don't know. It just seems like they started running the MCU the same way that they ran the Star Wars trilogy, which was to say no continuity, no overall story. Each film made by a different filmmaker. Yes. And phase four, like, no vision for where it was phase supposed four, to go. Definitely. I think they, they have a plan for phase five with the whole King, the conqueror thing, which is great. And you know, the end of the guy, the he who remains at the end of Loki was an entertaining character that I enjoyed watching. But I also wonder if they're like, Oh, where are the, where are the very lucrative stars that we can get? If we can get Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman in a movie, together yeah it's gonna cost us 130 million just for those two but it'll be worth it so i mean i'll watch it i'm excited don't get me wrong i haven't watched anything i don't think from phase four i'm not sure that i will i am excited i've seen let's see i saw thor love and thunder which was fine i saw eternals which should have been a a TV show and B probably not made at all and was less than fine. I saw I saw Black Widow, which was fine. I saw Shang Chi, mm. which was good. Sure, sure. Uh, I have now seen No Way Home, which was fine. I saw the Multiverse of Madness, which was fine. So, do the Spider Man movies count as MCU movies yet? Technically, yes. Okay. Te- yeah, technically, I think so. Um, is Venom an MCU movie no, now too? Although he had a cameo at the end of No Way Home, so maybe now it is. I don't know. Okay, right. I don't know. I didn't watch any of the TV but shows. Yeah. I, I, not, I will say, I you mean, know, not interested. I will say that of the films, Phase Four largely unimpressive. Uh, maybe Black. I I hope Black Panther is good. I look forward to that in a few months. The TV series Who is Wanda, playing the Black Panther. They Did don't they... know. They're not recasting. Okay. Um. So you know, are they going to do multiple Black Panthers and all the you know? Will the mom be a Black Panther? Will the sister be a Black Panther? Will the girlfriend be a Black? Um. I don't know. Were there other know. Black Panthers in the comics, like a Hal Jordan to um someone it was, else? It was a hereditary thing. So it would pass. So at one point, the sister was. Now, she isn't necessarily the type of person you would want on your, you know, um, she's not as bad as Ezra Miller, but you don't necessarily want to put her on a press tour because some of her. Oh, really? Some of her opinions aren't great. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, But, you know, that would be if they were going to stick to the comics, that would be the logical choice. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But can't they just have like here's his son who was in hiding. Yeah. And hidden away. You could actually. And you know, it wouldn't be the worst idea because obviously we're heading in the direction of a young Avengers. We've got teenage Hawk or you know, twenties Hawkeye. We've got a young Black Widow. We've got the Scarlet Witch kids. You know, if you read the Young Avengers comics, which I did, you have all the major pieces in place. You could make a new vision. One of these movies could have, you know, a, a female teenage vision, which would fit. You've got Ironheart. So 
having a suddenly a young Black Panther, that's actually not a bad idea. I have not heard a lot about that, but that would be a very nice way to play it is this is his son that... Or daughter. I mean, I, or I'm daughter. happy True. to go either way with it. True. I mean. This is his child. Um, maybe he had with the, you know, girlfriend at the end of what the movie. Was, what was the name of the villain in the first Black Panther? Killmonger. Yeah, it was Killmonger. And right. that would be great. If they could figure out a way to unkill Michael B. Jordan. Um, and, you know, I thought they should, you know, pull over. Here's ver- something they could do. He could just show up. And they'll be like, I thought you were dead. And he'll be like, yeah, Rwandan medicine is great. <laughs> There's been worse explanations in comic books. It's the right? fact that I mean, you said, on. no, it's the fact that you said Rwandan medicine and not Wakandan medicine. <laughs> There's the title of the show, folks. Rwandan medicine. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie! I'm not discounting the great medical facilities that I'm sure exist in Rwanda, but that was that was the best part of my day, right there. That is the high point of my comedy. Oh God, I nearly died. Oh man, what are you eating? What did she bring you? She snuck in. I saw her like her arm. Uh, Chocolate pudding. Delightful. Whipped cream or just just the pudding? Just the pudding. Wow. Yeah. Whole fat milk, skim milk, oat milk, almond milk. I don't know. I'm assuming it's some actual milk, but I, I don't know. All right. How many different I was types? given a lactate. So. How many? Oh, okay. That's fair. How many different types of milk do you have at your house at any one given time? Do we count things like half and half? Yeah, sure. Um, I would say typically three. All right. We usually have like a 1% in oat milk and a half and half. Fair enough. Occasionally, we'll have a whipping cream or something like that also, but... I'm realizing I there's a couple of I did not see Moon Knight and I did not see Miss Marvel. Maybe at some point I will watch those. Or how did you like maybe the I She-Hulk? Won't. Um What are we? 5 6 episodes in. The most recent episode was good. Uh the thing about She-Hulk is that they are trying to branch they are obviously trying to branch out into other genres. This is a law law procedural show. This is a I thought it was a sitcom. It's a 24 minute lawyer comedy procedural show. But they're trying something new. There right. there was an episode recently in which there was no action scene whatsoever and I got to tell you I was bored. This most recent one, there was they have like they tend to have like one and granted it's 22, 24 minutes per episode. There was one action scene, but it was an enjoyable thing. I appreciate that they're breaking the fourth wall. The actress that is playing She-Hulk is great. Um, the supporting I've heard cast that some is, of the effects are not great. The CGI of She-Hulk herself is not good. And I okay. don't know. You know, and I, I think they talked about this in probably Fat Man Beyond, which is where I heard it. But you couldn't find a professional female athlete to wear the costume and film her from behind to actually have a person. Like anytime it is She Hulk, it is completely CGI no matter what. So, but I mean, that's you, just like how it is for Banner Hulk. Um, but I guess that my question is like, I don't ever feel like. Don't get me wrong. Yes, Banner Hulk is all CGI. Yeah. But I've never felt like it was bad CGI. Why didn't they put the work in to make the effects as good as that? I'm assuming 
it was financial. I mean, I'm assuming you're right. That's it the was only cheaper to do this, and it's a TV show on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And you know, is she? Hulk? Couldn't they have just hired a bodybuilder and literally painted her green? That's what like, I'm saying. Like Lou Ferrigno. Um, you know, you want her to be tall, fine, but you know, just in the world of wrestling, there are not tall, larger women that you could have filmed and then maybe digitally tweaked to add a little bit more muscle yeah. mass. I mean, I will say like Jade Cargill, she came out at um, All Out yeah. dressed as She-Hulk. Like if you just did something like that, and I'm not even saying like you have to physically paint her, you you can paint her digitally after the sure. fact, but still just use her yeah. as opposed to mapping her face onto a bad CGI body. Yeah. Um, and- as the show goes on, I'm sure you don't notice it as much. You kind of get used to it. Yeah. But the the Banner Hulk is way better. Is Banner Hulk in this show? He was briefly. He's in episode one, which sets the scene, which sets the stage. Um, and then I think he appears briefly in episode two, and he is alluded to many times, but he also announces. Uh, can I spoil something? Yes. He also announces spoilers, 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 um, that he is returning to the planet from Ragnarok because he has something like unfinished business, which is leading people to believe that at some point we will get, if you follow the comics, a World War Hulk style. You know, maybe he's going to free the rest of the slaves from Jeff Goldblum's control or something of that nature. Out of curiosity, in She Hulk, then. When you see Banner Hulk and She-Hulk side by side, is it clear that the CGI is of two different qualities? Yes. Even in the same scene? Yeah. It's, again, it's better. The, the hard part is when it's Banner Hulk and She-Hulk, you don't notice it as much. Seeing, it, maybe it's also just watching all of these people acting to probably a tennis ball on a stick. So... Mm, okay. You know, it it breaks that. I don't know if it you'd call it the uncanny valley, but you you're like, oh, I'm watching something fake here right now. But you know, I, there's parts that are. I think there are parts I think you would appreciate. Um, there are characters that I think you would appreciate. Um, but yeah, you know, it is. Considering we already pay for Disney Plus or we have it already set, you know, it's worth watching. Would I be paying money to go watch it on its own? Probably not. What if I get Disney Plus free of charge and I still don't watch it? That's fine. All right, cool. Again, I don't know. I don't know that Jennifer Walters is going to play a huge role in these in the MCU going forward is that the the actress that is the name of jennifer walters character jennifer walters is she hulk that is the name of the woman who becomes she hulk what is what is the actress's name tatiana maslani some i think something like that and she's very good don't get me wrong she i actually enjoy watching her more than watching she hulk um and they keep alluding to the fact that daredevil is going to show up we've seen you know the iconic uh, older yellow and red costume. We've seen parts of that, but he hasn't shown up yet. And that is honestly the only reason I am probably still watching is I want some Daredevil uh, on my TV. 
I want to see what the MCU Daredevil looks like as opposed to the brief cameo in No Way Home. What if there is no Daredevil? What if there you is. only get Matt Murdock? There is Daredevil. We've seen still images of him in the costume. Now, again, those could be lies, I suppose. I, okay. I'm fine with it being just Matt Murdock, but... Because if it's a procedural, wouldn't it make sense for him to just to show up as a lawyer? I Again, I think we get, you know, all told, we get 35 minutes of Matt Murdock and six minutes of Daredevil. And that is a ratio that I am very comfortable with. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, that sounds fine. The thing I think is interesting about that, you know, um, MCU characters versus the original Netflix characters is like we already saw Kingpin in something, right? He showed up in one of the other TV shows. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And he was like, obviously, it's the same actor, but very different version of that character. Yes. Because um, in Netflix, they went kind of a realistic route. Um, yeah, I don't be wrong. He's a big guy. He was strong. But as my understanding is in Hawkeye, he was the super strong, undamageable kingpin of comic fame, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. The the entire Netflix Marvel shows were all very dark and gritty and more as realistic as you can be with a bulletproof man and a super strong woman and a guy with super senses and the, the world's most terrible iron fist. Um, well, God, your name was he good was in that bad. Show. Colleen Wing. Lady. Yeah, she was yeah. great. She was the she best was part of the whole show. Yeah. Um, I also really, really liked, um, what's his name? Murdoch's buddy, the foggy guy. Yeah. What's his name? The, I don't know the name of the actor, but Foggy Nelson is the character. Foggy Nelson. I was going to say Foggy Bottom, and I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, uh, Karen Page was good. Like, the Daredevil cast was great. And again, with the exception of the Iron Fist character, Jessica Jones was good. David Tennant as Purple Man was amazing. Um, I think they got a lot a lot wrong about Iron Fist, more than just the character. Yes, I, don't, I actually don't sure. think there was anything wrong with the actor playing Iron Fist. I honestly don't. I think he was fine, but I think the entire scripting of that show made no sense. He couldn't do martial arts. That so was what? that. That's the whole point of the character. Robert Downey Jr. can't fight. He can't make robot suits. He can't make artificial intelligences. It's a goddamn fictional movie, DC. But all of these scenes in which he's supposed to be fighting, and it's obviously him fighting, he wasn't very good. All right, I mean that's that's fair criticism. I'll, I'll take that. You know, that's fine. So, I also um, don't think Christian Bale or Michael Keaton or George Clooney were master martial artists as Batman either. But uh, whatever, I'll, I'll take it. It's fine. You're right. I'm sure Robert Pattinson is the best martial artist in the in the world. No, but I don't know. I feel like Batman's fighting styles were never necessarily all martial arts. Iron Fist is all martial arts. Like, when you watch Shang-Chi, I go, okay, that guy can do some martial arts. Yeah. I don't know what level he is, but I watched him fight and I went, yep, okay. I yeah, believe there was, there was enough there that you had the suspension. Of I this believe point. he's fighting a man who has a sword for an arm and is doing okay. So if only Bruce Lee were still here, huh? Something. I don't know. All right. Well, we have chatted about Marvel, and I could keep chatting about Marvel, but I don't know if you've seen, Doc. We got a bunch of emails. 
a bunch. We got by a seven, bunch, you mean seven, which is not a baker's dozen. A but few hey. of which really were meant for last week, probably. But here but we are. We're doing it anyways. We're doing it anyways. I don't see Mrs. Manson's though. She hasn't sent an email this week. Maybe she's skipping a week. That's she's slacking, slacking off. Uh, we've got two from Brent. One was sent back on the 21st. One was sent on the 24th. So we'll read this first one from our good buddy Brent, a work in progress. Subject. Picture this. It's Saturday morning and you're 10. You're getting ready to watch your favorite Saturday morning cartoons, but you need breakfast too. Which cereal are a young DC and Doc having with Saturday morning cartoons? Thanks. Have a pleasant weekend. What a great question. What was your childhood cereal of choice? Not now. Take me back to 93. Honestly, though, back to 93, it was probably some of the same cereals I would talk about now. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was probably at the top of the list. Um, It also might have been Frosted Flakes, Mm. or it could have been Fruit Loops. Interestingly enough, I was not a Cinnamon Toast Crunch kid. I think mainly because I probably didn't ask for it because I didn't know that I liked it. Uh, Fruit Loops... Apple Jacks or Corn Pops, which in corn pops are great like, also. Yeah. 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 But those were the three cereals that I was having uh, as a as a youngster. No milk dry. Oh, I was milking it up. Nope. I wasn't nope, lactose nope, nope. intolerant back then. And I wasn't watching Saturday morning cartoons. I was watching WCW Worldwide, WWF Mania, Saturday, you know, any of the wrestling shows that I could be watching. That's what I was watching. Real Ghostbusters, Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers, any of those, I was I was down. Our next email comes from Jeffrey. Greetings from MVY, which I believe is Martha's Vineyard. Hey, guys. Hope the school year is treating you guys well. Are you back in the swing of things? Things are starting to slow down here on the vineyard, and we go to our winter schedule on October 23rd. So excited. Any plans to visit the island again this fall? What do you think of Triple H's jobs so far? I'm investing more time into Raw and SmackDown lately, and I'm enjoying wrestling more since the big change. You guys? Thoughts? Sorry, I missed the last couple of shows. I'm still making my bracket for the one-hit wonders, but here's a small one. They're called Lunchbox Snack Cakes. You can find them at your local gas station or Quick Mart stores, but also have included discontinued ones from when we were younger. No particular order, but I did put my two favorites at the top and the bottom. Thanks, oh, Jeffrey man. from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, son from my iPhone. I love when people do the work for me because all I got to do is hopefully copy and paste this into a Google sheet. There we go. Uh, Do I plan on visiting the Island again this fall? No, no, I don't think so. I've been to the Island once or twice this year. That will be it for me, but I hope you are enjoying the transition to the sort of slower times. Um, I want to know what winter schedule means for somebody who lives on the vineyard. I wonder if they're talking about like, you know, the the fairies have a different time. You know, the fairies in the summer run fairly frequently in the off season. They don't. The bus schedule slows way down. I wonder if that's what they're. It was just to. A, a horror movie. Uh, I think kind of an independent one released on Shutter called Off Season. And it's kind of like this island. The drawbridge goes up for the winter. Nobody can stay except for the locals, you know, and there's like this. There's like this cosmic horror style thing to it. Cool. This woman going back, um, returning her dead mother's body to be buried on the island, despite the mother telling her never to bring her back there, even after she's dead. And it's, it's very weird, very different. But that made me think of winter schedule and 
Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch the whole film. Mrs. Manson was watching it. I only mm. caught parts of it, but it seemed pretty good. And also, you know, I don't want to I would guess fifty to sixty, if not more, percent of all businesses shut down. Yeah. And you know, so it's we've traveled there in the off off seasons and I'm sure it's lovely if you live there, but when you're visiting and you don't have a kitchen, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, what do I think of Triple H's job so far? I think he's doing just fine. Okay, yeah. All I haven't right. seen any of it, but I assume it's fine. Let's get this bracket going here. Yodels or snowballs, Doc? Yodels or snowballs? I'm going to go with... That's just yeah. I, I like the yodel coconut, a lot, right? I like yodels a lot, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the snowball because it's it's the chocolate cake. It's got the uh, Hostess cupcake cream in the middle, covered with marshmallow, covered with coconut. There's a lot going on in a yeah. snowball, and as, I like it. As someone who does not like coconut, I would be going with yodels, but I'll as always, we'll let Doc do this tournament. Can I interest you in a ding dong? Yes. Or a devil dog? I prefer the ding dongs. Those are the I hockey do. puck looking things. I do as well. Yeah. I actually find the ding-dongs and the yodels are essentially the same treat, just in different shapes. Yes. Um, and so I will, I, since we had to pass the yodel as a result of the strength of the snowball, I will definitely give that to the ding-dong. I know for Mrs. Manson, Devil Dog is probably a strong contender. No. But it's kind of near the bottom of my list. No. Too much cake. The ratio's off. Uh, a Yankee Doodle, which I don't know what it is. I got to look that up. Or the Funny Bone, which is peanut butter, I believe. It looks like a Yankee Doodle is a has a Hostess cupcake without the frosting on the top. What's the point? Although there's some of them here that are Yankee Doodle iced cupcakes that look exactly like a Hostess cupcake. I wonder if they are essentially the same thing. I'm well, yeah. Well, no, because because it is probably the same thing because Yankee Doodles are made by Drake's, whereas it's a Hostess cupcake, so it's two different brands. Uh, I also don't like Funny Bones because Funny Bones, if I recall. Are devil dogs with kind of a peanut butter cream, right? Yeah. Yeah, those aren't, those aren't great. Off. The peanut butter flavor isn't right. Um, I guess I'll give it to the Yankee Doodle, although I don't know that I've ever had a Yankee Doodle. No, but again, I think it's just a generic Hostess cupcake. Yeah. Uh, a Twinkie. Yes. Or a zebra cake. The zebra cake is awesome. It's got the white chocolate on it and all that, yeah. but. The Twinkie is the the old standby. It's the old favorite. I, so I apologize to all and all the fans out there and my father in law who loves these. I'm going with a zebra cake. Twinkies I find overrated. Me personally, uh, a Swiss cake roll or a Susie Q. What's a Susie Q? I have no idea. I'm looking it up. <laughs> not a Swiss roll. This is not the baking show. It looks like their version of a devil dog. Ah, okay. Oh, wait. Have I had Susie Q's before? That's, now that I'm thinking of it, it sounds familiar. I'm going to go with the Swiss cake roll because that's very similar to a yodel. Yeah. I do feel, Jeffrey, and again, this is you trying. Oh, I, I get how it goes, Jeffrey. Trust me. I get how it goes when you are trying to fill a giant bracket and you got to you got to put some things in that don't really belong. But uh, what the hell's the difference between a ring ding and a ding dong? Oh, it's just hostess versus Drake's again. Yeah. Which shows us how little we pay attention to brand names. And I get like like the brand itself, because, yeah, I'm going with a Swiss cake roll. 
Uh, ring ding or a honey bun? I'm going to go with the honey bun. I like a honey bun. I like a honey bun also. And I actually, I have a sneaking suspicion that the Drake's snacks are of a lesser quality than the Hostess ones. I am inclined to agree. Yeah. Uh, a donut or a star crunch? Donut is like that roll of the small powdered donuts. Or the chocolate ones, which were my go-to. I prefer the powdered, but yeah, I would go with the donuts over a star crunch. Mm-hmm. Star crunch is fine, I guess, but. And finally, can I get you a ho-ho or a hostess cupcake? I will go with the hostess cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. That to me is a number one seed in this tournament. However, before we move on, where's the oatmeal cream pie? Yeah. Where's the chocolate cosmic brownie? Okay. Like there now. Granted, that might be a totally different I want category. To see, I want to see the zinger, and I and I want to see the the strawberry roll. And then there was a fudge roll thing, which was just two chocolate cookies with a serious amount of chocolate what about, frosting. What about in those? The what were those like? The they were like um, peanut butter wafer cookies covered in chocolate. What were those? Nutter butters or something? Yeah, I don't know. Again, this could have turned into a 64, but let's let's keep the integrity of uh, Jeffrey's tournament going here. Second round, round two, snowball or a ding dong? I'm going to go with snowball. Snowballs were very, very popular in the household that I grew up in. My mother will still come home with packages of snowballs occasionally. So uh, I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to put Twinkies ahead of Yankee Doodles. Oh, yeah. Yankee Doodles can fuck themselves. A honey bun over a Swiss cake roll, or am I wrong? I'll go with the honey bun. And then donuts versus Hostess cupcakes? Cupcakes. Oh, man, they're so good. Those donuts are good, though. Before I really started watching what I was eating in the recent past, I would still occasionally, when I'm pumping gas, grab myself some Hostess cupcakes. When we were getting gas, um, we would stop, and sometimes Mrs. Mance would run inside to get me a, a beverage of some sort. Sure. And almost always next to the checkout, they'd have some sort of two-for-one deal on the hostess. And so she'd come back to the car with something. Yeah. Um, haven't been to a gas station since November, so, you know. That's, You're missing out. I, I think I am. Yeah. You're missing out. Uh, final four, Snowball or Twinkie? Ooh, deep My pause. heart is with the Twinkie, especially yeah. because a Twinkie is versatile. Like, you can have a crocodile, not a crocodile, a chocodile. Right, that's a chocolate covered Twinkie. You can have a pumpkin spice Twinkie. You can have all sorts of Twinkies. The Zinger, technically, which I mentioned before, is a type of Twinkie. Um, you can have what didn't that the Ghostbusters with the green filling? Yeah, you can have that too. Yep. Yeah, there's all sorts of Twinkies. But for nostalgia's sake, and and growing up, um, Snowball has a special place in my heart. So I, I think I have to give it to the Snowball. Honey bun or a Hostess cupcake? Hostess cupcake. Your final here, we going with the snowball or are we going with the hostess cupcake? Yodels, early elimination. I will say, a snowball is essentially a hostess cupcake. It's got the same cake. It's got the same cream filling. Yeah. Instead of the chocolate you know, frosting on the top, it's got the marshmallow and the coconut. And let's not forget the fun colors. You can have pink snowballs. You can have white snowballs. You can have Christmas-themed snowballs. They get into the season. They sell the red and green snowballs. They get they sell orange snowballs and purple mm-hmm. snowballs at Halloween. 
Um, there's all sorts of snowballs here. Don't get me wrong. There are all sorts of Hostess Cupcakes, too. And again, Mrs. Manson, Mrs. Manson, she would go all the way. Hostess Cupcakes. She wants the chocolate and chocolate and chocolate. But yes, for me, and the cream. you're telling there's me a it's essentially a Hostess Cupcake, but I also get marshmallow and coconut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going with the snowball. All right. Doc Manson says the snowball wins. Uh, I would have, if this were my tournament, the Hostess Cupcake would win over the Ding Dong in the final. Um, because it's not You're just chocolate on dong. chocolate. Thank you. It's not just chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. It's You got the little bit of cream. You got the white, hard sugar icing. You got that the does swirly thing. Yeah. Jeffrey, thank you for that. That was quite fun and enjoyable. And I didn't have to work at it. And it was delightful. Brent is back with subject two. Okay, I know I sent one already, but I've got one more hard-hitting question. I want everyone who listens to the DDT Wrestling Podcast to get on Twitter and see if you've been blocked by Teddy Long, because apparently he's got a couple of people blocked. Thanks again, Brent. P.S. As of the wrestling of this email, I have not <laughs> been blocked by Teddy Long Playa. Uh I believe since he sent that, we've learned that it wasn't actually Teddy Long that was blocking people. It was a Teddy Long parody account. Um, and we also learned that Teddy Long lost his wife. His wife passed away recently. So thoughts to Teddy Long. Um, I am not blocked by Teddy Long because I did go check when I finally heard when I heard about it a few days ago. Uh, but yeah, you know. Teddy Long was t- uh, trending for a bit there. And I was, I always, of course, assume that they're dead when they're trending. Hulk Hogan was trending today. I assumed he died. He didn't. Um, I see Barney uh, is trending. I assume Barney died. He did. He did. He did. Uh, yeah. What else is trending? Tyler Breeze is trending. Uh, is he, he dead? dead? Sorry for you hearing the giant truck. Taking I'll the- live. I am not blocked by Teddy Long. So. All right. The world can rest easy. Doc Manson oh. continues to get praise from Teddy Long. Tyler Breeze is appearing on WWE's The Bump, so everyone's assuming he's getting re-signed. And he's back, baby. Up some, you know, and he's going to take over Maximum Male Models, which I could tell you would be great. Would be if an he showed up. If he showed up, you let uh, Max Dupree become LA Knight again, and Tyler Breeze takes over. That's a stable I would watch. Uh, Che chimes in with White Rabbit. Evening, gents. With the WWE White Rabbit teases, everyone now seems convinced it's a matter of when, not if, Bray Wyatt returns to the company. I'll admit whether it's Wyatt or not, they've impressed me with the effort they've gone through to push this via social media, as it's a lot better than Wrestler X will appear next week on Raw. That said, if Bray is coming back to WWE, which gimmick do you think we see return? Original cult leader Wyatt, The Fiend, Funhouse Bray, or maybe another brand or maybe another brand new character. Hope all is well. All the best, Che. Sent from my sun doused balcony. Have you been keeping up with this whole white rabbit thing? No. They've been they've been dropping hints and teases that this, you know, for a white rabbit thing. Everyone thought immediately um Bray Wyatt. Some people we're thinking, when I hear White Rabbit, I just immediately think of The Matrix now. That's been my cornerstone sure. for White Rabbit since 1999 or so. I keep going with Alice in Wonderland, but some people were thinking Carrie and Cross, who 
I believe this is past your time watching Lucha Underground, but played a character, I believe, called the White Rabbit in Lucha Underground um, with kind of Paul London in that last season, I think, that you had kind of done with. Okay. Um, you know, they did some things where they were in a sh- they were at a show and they must have sent a bunch of interns or staff out and they put White Rabbit logo flyers with coordinates for what the next show would be all over the cars in the parking lot of the stadium that they were at. Um, I think it's cool, but I'm bored with it already. Yeah, because it's been going on for multiple weeks now and you can't say, oh, here are the coordinates for Edmonton, Alberta, and then nothing happens in Edmonton, Alberta. Like, so whether it's Bray Wyatt or whether it's somebody else, and at this point, I do think it's somebody else. I don't think it's Bray Wyatt. I think we all want it to be Bray Wyatt, but it won't be. Um, You know, if Bray were to come back, I think it would have to be something different, maybe pieces of all of the other things, but... You know, I would like to see him come back as the fiend, straight up the fiend. The I feel like the wrestling world is lacking a real strong wrestle spooky character currently. Sure, and I think the fiend could do that. I think the original cult leader Wyatt fits in the best of, of all the characters, um, but I don't think we need that. Uh, I think the fiend would be welcome, but I, I think ultimately you're right. I think it would probably be something new. Well, and and there's nothing wrong with it being some sort of interesting amalgam of the best parts of all of it. You know, the fiend, that mask, I don't want him to ever cut a promo in that mask because the mouth's not going to move. So, you know, maybe, you know, I I don't know how you do it, but you could come up with a way of doing it. if you cut him a mouth hole? That would be fine, too. Some sort of variation of the Fiend best. Strap. I, I actually don't need Funhouse Bray as fun as it was. Correct. I don't need it. I think, that, it, I think that is the one that is least likely to play long term. Yeah. But if you wanted to bring some version of, again, that cult leader, the rocking chair, maybe I don't need a Hawaiian shirt, but some version of that who also then is the Fiend, you know, wrestles as the Fiend. Cuts promos as Bray Wyatt, but wrestles as the Fiend, and we don't do this. The I almost called it stupid. It wasn't stupid. It was interesting. But we don't do the Funhouse anymore. I'm all for it. And what if he has some sort of deformed little brother type character who's able to come along with him? Oh, okay. It took. I it literally took me a minute to be like, "What are you talking about?" I don't know. Bo, man. I know. I know what you're talking about. His his YouTube channel and some of the things that I think Bo Dallas. Yeah, you know, you're right. The the people I think Bo Dallas voted for and the the events of January 6th that I'm starting to wonder if Bo Dallas was okay with. I'm like, I don't know if I can like Bo Dallas anymore, which breaks my heart. AJ Styles true. is a flat earther. And that also I'm, bothers me. Yeah, that's it. I miss the days where we didn't know anything about when we, you know, when Hulk Hogan was just a great stand-up guy and we didn't know any different, except he took Bret Hart's title away. And that pissed me off. Brandon Banks chiming in. Love to hear from Brandon Banks. Ian. Getting pretty scary for our friends in Florida. Hope they all stay safe and don't end up with too much damage to their homes and properties. Doc and Durango. Have either of you lived through any historically bad weather or natural disasters 
that have affected you in any way. That's it for today. Hope everyone listening, you know, that don't stay safe out there. Sent from my iPhone. I had this question myself. Um, we've been, you know, again, because we've lived primarily in the same general area. Maybe when you were down in Louisiana, they had some event that you were part of. Um, we've dealt with a couple hurricanes. We dealt with that crazy storm, what it now must be 10, 11, 12-ish years ago. Um, the snow cane, it was like the last week of October, I want to say. Yeah. And it's like serious snow, power that's, outage for multiple days. That's probably the most serious one that I've lived through like in recent memory. Yeah. Like I think we were out without power for like, there was like two events sort of back to back. And one of them, we were out of power for like eight days. And the other one, we were out of power for like 12 days where we were. And like, that sucked. Like, that's probably the worst that we've had that I can remember. I think when we were young, like there was Hurricane Gloria Mm -hmm. that I think was similarly during cold weather and knocked out a lot of power for a bit of time. But I barely remember. I remember remember my grandparents being out of power or something. Oh, no, we went to go stay with my grandparents because they had power. But yeah. I remember seeing photos, like childhood photos, of where they put masking tape on the windows and all of that type of stuff for that. Yeah. Um, that snow cane is probably the worst one for me. My wife will talk about the ice storm of, I want to say, 98 up in the Great North Woods, where they were without a power for about a week. We, during that snow cane, managed to, we were out of power for like two days, and we got in the car and drove north and we were able to make it up to the great north woods where they had power because we got hit worse than they did and we sort of just stayed there for three or four days until you know things seemed better and then we came home um but yeah it was rough i remember tall guy you know there were were you living were you staying with tall guy there for a while i think did we did at least one night shower with yeah 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 um but yeah you know our neck of the woods doesn't get a ton. You know, we'll get an occasional hurricane. We've had some tornado warnings. There was a tornado that sort of went through southern Massachusetts, northern Connecticut once upon a time and did some damage. Um, but we don't have a ton of real bad natural disasters in this neck of the woods. Knock on wood. Uh, but yes, our thoughts are with uh, people in Florida. We hope you got out. I'm seeing, you know, people talk about, oh, Look at all these losers going, you know, trying to get out of here, just making it easier for us. And I'm like, I've seen pictures. You, you're going to regret that decision. Uh, Glenn chimes in. This might be my favorite subject of an email in a very long time. On the Ning Nang Nong where the cows go bong. I'm concerned that that might be racist. Huh. You know, I didn't think about it, but it might be. Let's cancel Gled, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, guys, the title to this email is the first line to a nonsense poem by Spike Milligan. And this week's question is, what would be your top three nonsense songs or poems? Thanks, as always, Glenn. I'm not familiar with this one. I'm also not sure if I'm familiar with nonsense songs i can think of one off the top of my head that i would classify as a nonsense song but i i also don't know if it counts i think i might not be intelligent enough to fully understand it 
Um, does the Jabberwocky count as a nonsense? I don't think that counts because that makes too much sense, doesn't it? I'm trying to find the poem because now I want to read it before we cancel Glenn. Examples. Uh, rubber right, Biscuit. Oh, Rubber Biscuit is great. Look up Rubber Biscuit. That's a great nonsense song. On the Ning Nang Nong where the cows go bong and the monkeys all say boo. There's an Ong Ning Nang Ning where the trees go ping and the teapots jibber jabber jew. Okay, now we're anti-Semitic. On the Ning Nong Ning Nang, all the mice go clang and you just can't catch them when they do. So it's Ning Nang Nong, cows go bong, Nong Nang Ning, trees go ping, Nong Ning Nang, the mice go clang. What a noisy place to belong is the Ning Nang Ning Nang Nong. Why am I not more famous for writing things? What, what, what am I looking up? Rubber biscuit. Um, but you, you can't actually look it up because I, I don't think I don't think those words are words. Rubber biscuit's a great song, though. Is Louie Louie a nonsense song? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, and some of the like the Wikipedia page is suggesting Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, okay. I am the walrus. I don't know if I really count some of those, but... You know, uh, the other day I had a ricochet biscuit. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. You know, not that we're allowed to like him anymore because Dr. Seuss has also been canceled, but doc- some of Dr. Seuss's, you know, he makes up a lot of names and such. Yeah. Twas Brillig and the Slithy Toves. Uh, yeah, Glenn, you're going to have to instruct us on nonsense poems and songs. I think you may have found an, an area that uh, both Doc and I are unfamiliar our last email comes from Nate. Good afternoon. You want me to read this one? Are you are you lost in nonsense words? Good day, fellas. After a read few it. subpar shows last week. Are you saying our DDT shows were subpar last week? Oh, I should keep reading. After a few <laughs> subpar shows last week, I hope AE Dub can pick it up to get me more interested by full gear. Pockets and Scissor Me Daddy don't take themselves seriously, so it's impossible for me to take them seriously either. Brian and Mox had a good match and see the story written on the wall. They foreshadowed it, they foreshadowed it two weeks ago. I also hope Wardlow can get a good feud leading into the PPV. And they don't book FTR, who have three titles, which is really frustrating. I don't agree with you guys on a bunch of wrestling stuff, which is okay. Differing opinions is great, but I do have some non-wrestling questions this week. What is your favorite tradition from each holiday? All right. Arbor Day. Planting Planting trees. trees. Planting a tree is probably my favorite Arbor Day tradition. Uh, There are probably... uh, Let's pick five holidays. We, I, I could see us very much going, leaning into this question slightly for interest and slightly out of spite and now not ending the show for another four hours. But, uh, here's, here's one, because this is actually coming up and we mentioned it earlier. What about Indigenous Peoples Day? I enjoy, my favorite tradition on Indigenous Peoples Day is I don't go to work. That's a good tradition. There used to be a big, a big um, parade back when I was a kid. Um, I, don't remember, I don't know if they still do it. Um, yeah. But I remember that being a lot of fun. Uh, I may have talked about on this show, and I think you there's some of this is similar. I there are certain holidays I just don't care. Fourth of July, don't care. 
Like, I'm very happy not going to another 4th of July parade. I don't need to see fireworks. I guess fireworks are okay. Fireworks but are fine, but like, I don't need they to don't go excite to a, me like they did when I was younger. Yeah. I don't need to go to a cook. Like, I can go to a summer cookout. It doesn't need to be on that specific day. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, I enjoy. I like pumpkin pie. I enjoy the trappings, the side dishes. We've covered that uh, multiple times on this show. Uh, Christmas, I enjoy our Christmas Eve holiday where my parents and the in-laws get together. That's always nice. Um, Halloween, we've enjoyed, you know, answering the door and seeing the local kids do their tricking and treating. You know, I'm a simple man. I don't need much. Uh, Doc, thoughts on the Halloween franchise and which ones do you like from it, if any? I personally don't think any have been great. The original is overrated. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'll come back no, in 20 no, minutes and check in. I, I will say, I think the original is fantastic. I think the original is one of the best horror movies of all time. Probably definitely in my top five somewhere. Um, I like Halloween two well enough. It's not great, but it's okay. I like Halloween 3 quite a bit. Halloween 3 has nothing really to do with the Halloween franchise. It was supposed to be like this original story. Um, And I actually like Halloween 3 quite a bit. I think that's more recently, I think you will find more and more people who sing the praises of Halloween 3, the season of The Witch. Um, So that one I like. Um, 4, when they start heading back down... Michael Myers track I think four is pretty good five is bad six is terrible seven which is h2o 20 years later I think that was really good when it came out in the late 90s but I don't think it has aged well I don't think h2o was very good anymore but I really did like it when it first came out it was very hip and modern in the way that a lot of films were post scream. And I know what you did last summer. Um, but yeah, I don't think that one is aged particularly well. Halloween eight is fucking unredeemable. Um, then they had the remakes, the Rob zombie remakes, Halloween one and two. I think the first Rob zombie film is interesting. And I like how violent they made Michael Myers in that film. But like it fills in a lot of backstory that didn't need to be filled in. And I dislike it for that. Um, But I think there's, I think that's, I think the remake is okay. Um, Halloween 2 is a dumpster fire. Um, And then after that, there's now the modern films, Halloween. Halloween ends. Or Halloween kills is the second one. That, that, that was the one that's already out. And Halloween ends is the next one that's not out yet. Um, I think uh, Halloween 2018, that remake, was pretty good. I don't think it's as flawless as a lot of people think it is. But I think its heart was in the right place. It had a good tone. I liked a lot of what it was doing. I, I would give that one high marks. Um, the most recent one, Halloween kills, was fucking atrocious practically unwatchable i don't know how the same people who made that first 
Halloween 2018 made that follow-up film. That film is might be one of the worst films I've and maybe I was I mean maybe I'm being hyperbolic. Maybe I I think so poorly of it because of how how right 2018 got a lot of things. Um and I don't know, like I'm not excited at all about Halloween Kills because I'm sorry, about Halloween Ends, the next one, because Halloween Kills was so bad. So, so bad. I, I don't know. But yeah, I think the original is good. I like part two. Part three, I think, is interesting. Four is okay. And the rest of them can pretty much just sit in a dumpster. Uh, DC, if you could recast your three favorite movies with wrestlers, who would you choose? Have a wonderful night, uh, fellas. Your bestie, Nate, sent from my iPhone. I have long said since my college days that my three favorite movies are Shawshank Redemption, Face Off, and Get Shorty. Hmm. Um, Shawshank is the easiest one for me to recast with wrestlers because Shawshank Redemption in, is at its heart a love story between Andy Dufresne and Red. Okay. And so I need to pick wrestlers or wrestling because I'm going with wrestling personalities um, who obviously loved each other and were in love. So Andy Dufresne is Gorilla Monsoon. And red is Bobby Heenan. Bold choice. Um, face off. You know, these other two are tricky. Face off is John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. So you need just incredible over the top hams. Um, but again, they're clearly not in love, but there is some sort of chemistry between those two characters uh so you know i the classic picture of nicholas cage dressed as a priest you know with his eyes wide making this like face of tortured bliss or something made me think of roddy piper but i don't know who roddy piper would play off of if i wanted to do a modern one you could do kevin owens and Sami Zayn. I think they would be fun. It would be fun to watch them trying to act as the other one. So we'll go with Owens and Zayn there. Uh, Get Shorty is the hardest one because you got to cast more than two people. Again, John Travolta playing Chili Palmer, the mafioso turned movie producer. I want to immediately go with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. I think he's got that sort of cool laid back sort of thing. So let's do all AEW with this. Uh, John Moxley is Chili Palmer. Tony Khan is playing the, uh, you know, movie director who is incredibly full of himself, and you know he could play it completely drugged out, which would be good. Uh, let's have Renee Paquette play the love interest, just so we can keep to type. And also Rene Russo, Rene Paquette. And um, Marco Stunt is playing the Danny DeVito character. Okay. Although, no, I don't know. Maybe Chris Jericho plays the Danny DeVito character, actually. Okay. That might not be bad. Okay. Sort of that will. So there we go. I don't know if those are actually still my three favorite movies, but those are always the ones I think of when I think of it. Uh, so. Great questions. Thank you to Nate and Glenn and Banks and Che and Brent and Jeffrey and Brent again 
Doc Manson, give me that piece of positivity so we can head on out of here feeling good about the week. What do you got for me? So on Twitter earlier today, I saw a couple of short video clips about uh, it was Ryan Reynolds and he was talking Mm. about Deadpool 3 and he was talking about how he hadn't really come up with any great ideas for the third film. And in the background, (laughs) Hugh Jackman just sort of wanders by and he says, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine again? And Hugh's like eating an apple and just goes up the stairs and he's kind of just like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Whatever, Ryan, sure. I thought that was really funny. And it made me look forward I like, to Deadpool 3. I like that then Ryan Reynolds turns to the camera and like raises his yes. eyebrows and they time it perfectly to the drum hit of the crescendo to I Will Always Love You. That was It was good. good. And honestly, it's funny it came up earlier in the show, but that was what I was thinking about doing as my piece of positivity this week. Because it's the first time that I think I've seen anything comic book related where part of my soul, part of my heart actually kind of felt elated for a moment. And mind you, I didn't, I don't love the first Deadpool movies. I think they were fine. They were funny. Um, I don't think they were anything really that special though, but there were, I don't know. I do like Ryan Reynolds. I think he's a great ham. I think he does play a good ham in those films. And I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverines. Uh, so I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do. You might need to start like texting me your piece of positivity. Cause I do no. have a habit. I do have a habit of hitting it before we get to the end. Um, Originally, when I was driving home and I was not in a good mood because I had worked all day and the kids were difficult and then I had to stay for a stupid meeting, uh, I was trying to think of a piece of positivity and the only thing I could think of was schadenfreude, taking joy in the suffering of others because there's been a couple of things happening um, you know, recently that I've enjoyed and then felt bad about myself. But oh. then I came home. And I was not. No, no, no. I want to hear about the other things. No, no. Okay, fine. I came home not in a great mood. My wife had, you know, go run to the local farm stand, picked up some fresh corn. We're down to the last few things of the season. Had gotten apple cider donut. Had, you know, she was like, you feel like making some chicken? So we made dinner together. We chatted. We ate. And then, you know, it just, uh, I don't know. She, you know, I've I've mentioned it before. My wife is not working this year for some family issues. Uh, Everything's mostly fine. Um, But just, you know, that sort of being able to just come home and just chill. And I have to get better about leaving. You know, we've talked about things like this before. I feel like this would be a question that Nate has asked in the past. Um, You got to take work and leave it at work. You got to be able to come home and, you know, I know it's difficult for you right now, Doc, because you're trying to do eight jobs at once and plan all of this stuff. So you're working pretty much constantly. But if you can leave work at work, come home, you know, just have a different mindset because, yeah, because I, you know, I was like, I don't know what we're going to podcast about. I don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be in. I don't know if you thought about this at all. Because you, I mean, you keep mentioning my job and the eight jobs that I am working. I don't mean to derail your positivity here, but moving forward, I will also have summers off. Yeah. I thought about that earlier and it kind of excited me a little too. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if there's 
ever going to be <laughs> another list show. Uh-huh. It's probably going to have to be a summer thing. I feel like there's just going to be a week where I'm like, I'm going to go move to Doc's house and we're, we're going to record, we're going to record for 78 hours in a week and then be done. Be like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. So I, I'm excited about that. I know. But right now, I, under, I also understand that you come home from work, you eat dinner, and you work, and then you go to sleep. Sometimes I podcast. I appreciate that. But, uh, but yeah, no, just, you know, being able to come sit with my favorite person. And that, the best part about it was I got to sit with my favorite person, have dinner, chat, and then I got to sit with my other almost favorite person. Second favorite person. Fuck you. You're, you're, you just called you're second me on garbage. The list. You called me You're trash. second on the list. Fuck you're you. second on the list. You and your Rwandan medicine <laughs> is second on my list. Uh, Doc Manson. Yes. Anything else you need to say before we get head out into that good, good, now it's dark night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read in the air, you can do so. Send an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog, well over 300 episodes, wherever it is that you get auditory goodness like this podcast. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and really, how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It keeps this podcast train chugging along thank you very much to all of our patrons we do appreciate you more than you know maybe you'll be the ones to get whatever summer hijinks doc and i get up to he is doc manson at doc manson my name is dc matthews at the dc matthews have yourselves a hell of a week we're heading into october friends spooky season is upon us until we meet again my dear friends won't you be a bestie